Hello there, everybody. Welcome to this podcast still exists. Oh, it's Movies Are Real for the month of August and September, recording in October. Hello, everyone. It's George. Uh, Ryan, uh, it's great to do the, be back with this timely on-schedule exactly. podcast. And how, does, how, do you, how are you feeling? I feel it? great. Uh, I, I, I love life. I love this uh, coffee I'm drinking right now. Um, and you know what the best part is? I'm not married. Can't tie this guy down. <laughs> Uh, Carrie, you don't have a hot beverage like Ryan does. No, I, got a prop. I have a crisp, cold Pepsi, but I am similarly unwed. Hell <laughs> like yeah! <Ryan>. Um, <laughs> With no end in sight. <laughs> so, rather kill myself than get married, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of idiot would do that? Well, with that being said, audience, uh, yeah, so we have another podcast. Well, first, I got COVID, and then Carrie got Ooh. COVID. And then, so we had to recover from that. And then I got married. Uh, <laughs> Similar experiences. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and here we are, I guess. I thought it could get worse than COVID. <laughs> Am I right? And I was about to say, that didn't stop us from going to the movie theater. Where I was like, well, if we had COVID, that's probably not it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> COVID uh, can't keep me away from the cinema, am I right? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, I salute you. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Anyways, we're here with the podcast. We're here to make good and talk about all the stuff we've seen in the last two months of Ooh. August of September. So let's not mess around. Let's start with Prey, baby. Dan Treckenberg? Treckenberg. Treckenberg. of uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, and he did something else. What was the other thing? Maybe not. Uh, sure. I thought there was I'll, something in between. I'll look into that because I didn't see this movie. That, that was, was like his main thing. Yeah, I thought there was something in between. Anyways, Prey. It is a not I mean, a sequel. It is a movie in the Predator. It's a Predator movie. Yes. But uh, it's not like a sequel or it's like, well, it's a technically a prequel. Anyways, it's a Predator movie. Uh, we follow this uh, Native American tribe here. Uh, and then the Predator is, is, is hanging out. He's like, whoa, I'm here. But it's like, uh, I guess like. It's not modern times. It's kind of the bit. Yeah. So there's no like. It's kind of like a colonial. Yeah. Era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. French col- colonists, to be yes, specific. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, we have uh, this main character. I don't remember her name. Um, played by Amber Midthunder. Midthunder. Yeah. Midthunder. Um, and so she's uh fighting this predator with just like not guns and stuff. Well, there's some guns. They're shitty. You gotta yeah, load like the gun, guns. load the gunpowder and guns. <laughs> Not worth it, guns. Yeah. So it's a one on like one on one fight with this predator trying to outsmart it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a friendly dog. Oh, good dog. It's got a good dog. Good dog. It's a very good dog. Yeah. Um, how many predator movies have you seen, George? I've only seen the first one, and it's been a long time. I, oh, I guess I've seen Alien vs Predator a long. I don't know time. if that counts. Yeah, I don't know. I have no memory of it. I saw it on a bootleg DVD, so it's probably shot shitty as well, so I have no memory. I, I was not interested in like the Predator movies at all, but I really liked the premise of this. I thought it was very mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, so I watched the first Predator. Didn't like it. Classic. And then I watched Predators, which I heard was better. Is that the Robert Rodriguez one? I think so. Okay. Think uh, Adrian so. Brody? Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that one's where like a bunch of like humans are just like dumped on like a predator planet and they're basically like hunger games. Oh, I didn't know that like part. Predators. It's it's a fun idea. It's just like the characters are all very weird. Um but yeah, I was like, uh predator's not for me, but this movie's awesome. I don't yeah. know. I don't and I was not expecting that. I think the big thing is just, you know, 
the the rules of like the predator being like you know he he wants to like win he wants to prove he's the best but he always makes the fights like fair um yeah he's hunting for sport he's here hunting for sport yeah um and and because you know everyone at this time like has you know such like weapons that we're not used to now it makes all the fights just so much more interesting yeah and it gives a lot more um availability for that like creativity um that the main character who i also can't remember her name uh to you know outsmart this like big naru sure it's been a long again it was august folks (laughs) it was august um but yeah like you said yeah i think that's the thing ryan like it's um even like all the well, all of it's shot well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are some moments where like the CG is a little, uh, and it takes me out of the thing. But it's a lot of it is shot in broad daylight, and so it's yeah. a lot of good action and a lot of clever action. Because again, there's like no guns, or like it's like a bunch of people trying to outsmart this crazy alien that's super good at killing people, and usually they die and lose. Yeah, because they're all like, "Let's use guns," and he's like, "Well, yep. I got this super gun." He's like, "Oh no!" And we have this uh, like young woman character who like is in this tribe, and she's trying to prove herself that she's just as good as her brother, and like mm-hmm. whatever. And so she's already being undermined by the rest of her like tribe. And basically, like, the predator is also undermining her because he doesn't like to see yeah perceive like her as like a as threat. a threat, yes, yeah. as a prey, which is why it's called. So prey. like basically, you know, like she's like fighting, and he just like ignores her most of the yeah. time, and like fights like the uh, oh, the other dudes, yeah. The, the, the male tribe members as and well the French as some, folk, the, the French, French colonists, uh, colonist people, which you know they huh, uh, controversial penny, but those guys had it covered. If you ask yeah. me, <laughs> my only um, thing is like well, I don't know, maybe it's it's clearly made by Americans because like the French colonists are just the most French motherfucker. Let predator. Very very good. Very active. Whoa, is the movie playing right now? That's crazy. Um. But yeah, I think it's it's great. It's definitely the best Predator. I mean, Predator like uh, has had a rough history. Like, if like people have tried to bring it back. Like, there's been Predators. There's been the Predator, which was awful. I've heard that was like really bad. And like Predator Two is weird. Um. So yeah, this is a yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a great. surprising like just fun like action thing. Great. And you know, there's like times where like it's just, like. You know, the predator fights a bear first. Yes, like, that's, that's cool. Awesome. That was awesome. Yes, the, when that, he fights like, a bear, like, that was awesome. That like, bear almost that got, got cool. That bear almost got like, That's objectively great. I don't even like the predator. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. That was also like where some of the CG, the CG bear doesn't look yeah. great sometimes, but whatever. It is what it is. Anyways, that's Prey. That's pretty good, Carrie. I think you'd like it. You would like it, Carrie. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, next on the list, bodies, 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 baby. <laughs> Uh, eight two four. I don't know. I don't know if this director has done anything uh, that I know. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Nothing like notable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got Ma- uh, Maria Baklova mm-hmm. of uh, Borat two. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until yeah. after the fact. Yeah, me either. Uh, and one Pete Davidson, everyone's favorite care enthusiastic um character, uh, and Lee Pace. Lee Pace is also Lee in this. Pace. People Ooh, really and, uh, like Lee Pace. Uh, Oh, right. Who yeah. is from uh, Shiva Baby. Which uh, I haven't seen. Have you seen it? Very that? good. Very funny. I would recommend it to both of you. It's like a... It's like a... It's like a Jewish horror movie set at like a Shiva where the horror is your annoying umbrella. Uh, also, it's short. It's like an hour 20. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it I think it's good. only an hour, actually. Oh. Maybe an hour 10. It's, I would recommend it so much. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, yeah, in this movie, we have a bunch of friends who are hanging out. I guess, I don't know hurricane why. Hurricane party? A hurricane party? Is this a thing people in Florida do? Yeah, or we, wouldn't, we wouldn't I, know. I, I, I feel like any hurricane party recently 
uh, in Florida would not have been. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, we have these uh, group of youths, uh, some of them who haven't seen each other in a long time, uh, and we see that there's some weird history between... Um, we have our main character played by Maria Baklova, who's sort of uh, the outsider to the group coming in because she's dating uh, a friend of the group, yeah. and then she shows up, and everyone's like, we haven't seen you for fucking ever, whatever the hell, it's weird vibes. Uh, but anyways, they're in, they're in here for this party, um, and then it starts storming, and it gets all. They play a game called Bodies, 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 which is uh, essentially like it's like werewolf. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you're a killer. Us. Amogus, Amogus. Yeah, it's a live action Amogus movie. Um, yeah, they start playing the game, and then oh, uh, the game turns a little too real, and people start dying. I was like, oh, who's the killer? And uh, you're stuck in this house with this the storm, and yeah, it's essentially a who done it. But uh, things get a little funky. Um, anyways, this movie is hilarious and yeah. super fun. That's the yeah. my biggest thing about it. Carrie, what are you I, I liked it. I liked because it feels like when we saw the trailers, it felt like it might be cringy yeah. or like overdoing it. Just like the this is not a safe space tagline or whatever. Oh, I'm like, oh yeah. boy. Yeah. But it was actually really like really intelligently done and it, all the dialogue was really I thought at least really funny. If you're an older person watching this, you would yeah, probably yeah. hate it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like it's trying to be hey kids. It's just yeah, sincere. no, it doesn't feel condescending. It just feels realistic. If not a little heightened, yeah, but still believable. It, it reminds me the dialogue reminds me a little bit of like Jennifer's body, like at the time. Because sure. remember at the time yeah. people were like, oh, this is such cringy dialogue. It's like that's just kind of how people talked at the time, <laughs> yeah. which was weird and bad. And that's just it. <laughs> what you don't say he gives you a wedding on the on I, the regular? <laughs> not anymore. No, two thousand nine Ryan all the time though. I gotta say, but not not so much anymore. I kind of grew out of that. But yeah, like TikTok plays a, a pivotal role in this movie. Uh, so yeah, it is very much a movie of its time, which will be interesting how it ages yeah. later. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a uh, it's a fun whodunit, I think, with a bunch of fucking characters that are youths and, and interesting. I don't know. I think Rachel is the star in terms of comedy. Her yes. has yeah, this very, very vapid sort of, in, sort of empty. Uh, she's great. She's hilarious. I don't know. My favorite delivery is just still like, you hate listening to her podcast. You what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, she has a podcast. So I don't know what the fuck it was about. but um, uh, so She good. sits down with her smart best friends and they yeah. just talk about yeah. stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, I, I think I highly recommend Bodies by Bodies. It's, it's super fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not that violent if... I don't know. I guess it kind no, of no. The bad. violence, yeah. the violence is very like, very, very like. You know, it, it just makes sense. It's not like ex- yeah. it's not like anything right. like out of the ordinary from what you would like expect from like what it's setting itself up to be. Yeah, this is a fun time all around. I can't think of any reason why I wouldn't not recommend it to someone. I think it's a good time. Yeah. Um, Pete Davidson is not in it for very long. Oops, well, like, uh, which is great for me because <laughs> uh, I don't like him very much. But uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it has a soundtrack made by Disaster Piece, but I didn't. It didn't seem very Disaster Piecey to yeah, me. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I haven't rewatched it yet, and once I do, I want to pay more attention to the music. Yeah, yeah I remember seeing that in the credits, being like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, me too. I was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't notice that." <laughs> yeah. All right, that's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Highly recommend. Orphan First Kill. They made a sequel to Orphan or prequel, prequel to Orphan in the year of our Lord 2022. Hey. Paramount, hey, Paramount Plus, Plus exclusive my, film. My Paramount Plus subscription finally paying dividends. 
So I famously still have not seen Orphan. Uh, I, I watched the, the first, end has been spoiled for me. I, I watched the first Orphan um, recently because I was like, I'll get to watching First Kill. Haven't seen it yet, but I knew I knew the the twist of Orphan, and knowing that like makes the movie so weird yeah. like even more like it feels even more weird knowing the twist than not knowing the twist i don't know why um but it's just just a bizarre weird film that i didn't super like so i was like oh, i probably will not watch the prequel thing but carrie how was the prequel thing as the person who saw it i enjoyed it i thought it was really because like you go in being like well what can they do well, i already know the i already know the deal here but they do when I was watching it, they pulled off for me an effective twist, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and it was very fun, and it was ridiculous, and I don't know, it just like I can't sell to you how fun it is without explaining what the twist is, oh. and I wouldn't want to do that if you're planning to watch it, but I'm just saying it's a fun time. I think the first one, I think the original Orphan is better. But I think that this one is just a very fun, kooky prequel. I will say, however, that it is odd, because watching Isabel Furman, she's still in the face, looks very young. Mm -hmm. Not like a nine-year-old, but she looks young, and I they do some, like, clever camera staging, and I, I assume they do some CG work, but it is very funny when they have parts where uh, it's a close-up of just her face, but she's hugging someone, so it's like set up where she's short so it looks like a child but she still has the proportions of an adult which is it's very odd when you're when you're like no yeah this is an adult woman but yeah. they do like cutaway shots of her head on a child's body and it's very funny <laughs> and i'm assuming that looks great on a paramount plus budget hey, listen, that's yeah. the other thing was like the, the stakes for this were lo like the stakes for this movie are relatively low. The fact yeah. that it's decent, which a lot of people have seen, like that was not yeah. the worst thing ever. So okay, sure. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I would recommend it for our fans of Orphan. Which I, know. I know. I know that that movie has a lot of fans. People like Orphan. That's that's true. Uh, I haven't. I don't know. I never got around to watch yet. It's Maybe I will. I don't. Good moments in it. I okay. Would say. Well, but yeah, I would check out the sequel because it's very funny. If you have Paramount Plus, there you yeah. go. Stop watching, uh, what else is on Paramount Plus? Sonic the Hedgehog 2 oh, over and over yeah. again. <laughs> uh, I mostly use Paramount Plus for Drag Race. <laughs> That's where they put the All-Star season. I hate that I have to subscribe to like three different streaming services to watch all of the Drag Race I want. Oh, so it's All-Stars, like all, all of them? All-Star, yeah. That's like the oh. people who have competed on previous seasons come back for a new season. So that's All-Stars. The end game somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like the quarter quell from oh. Catching Fire. Uh, but uh, but you need to watch yeah. in order to That's, get that. Only you that to... is on Paramount Plus. But then all of the, like, the separate ones, all yeah. of the okay. all around the world ones are on Wow Presents Plus. And then regular Ask Drag Race, I just have to buy because <laughs> I don't have cable. Oh. <laughs> oh, I an expensive TV show to like. It's all very right. stupid, well. and I'm an idiot. <laughs> all right. The next movie. Um, this is a this is a movie. Uh. <sighs> Folks, we have good, we have, sometimes I have movies that are really good that I really like, and they're in the middle of all the nonsense we do in this podcast. Like, we talked about Orphan First Kill, and then we're going to talk about 3,000 Years of Longing, directed by one George Miller, his next movie since uh, Fury Road. As far as I understand, this is the next movie since Fury Road. I don't think he's done anything. Sorry, Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, pretty much just them in yeah. this movie for the most part. Um, 
yeah, this is a movie about uh, Tilda Swinton is a researcher or something. She's, she's a, like a literary Yeah, yes. She's like, yes, yes. Um, and uh, she winds up on this trip where she's doing a lecture or a talk. She gets a souvenir and she turns out, oh, it's a genie. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a genie. Mm-hmm. A gin uh, bottle. Uh, and then it just was like, hey, what's up? I'm Jin. Hey. What's up? I'm, I'm going to give you some wishes. And uh, her being like a literary scholar, like knowing how this goes, like, there's no way this ends good for me, bro. I'm not wishing. He's like, can you please wish? And it's like, I don't know, man. And then Idris Elba goes on to tell the stories of his past, you know, owners, masters. Um, and this movie is fucking incredible. So I fucking good. love this movie so goddamn much. Um, just the story, the stories that are told by Idris Elba and like, of, um, how he's fallen in love and all these, the people he's intersected with, they just swept me away. And I was just so, like Tilda Swinton in that movie where she's <laughs> on the edge of the bed, uh, as he's explaining this, I was just like enraptured, just completely enraptured by it. Um, and then by the end of it where like it starts becoming a romance movie, um, I totally bought it cause it's just. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. This movie's fantastic. I think uh, it's great. I don't know. Carrie, you also like it. I loved it, yeah. Because baseline, this type of plot play out is one of my favorite things, where it's just them talking to each other. Like, what if someone... Like, I was already hyped for this movie, but right. I had no idea that it was that just going to be yeah. them in a room just talking. telling stories to each other, basically. I was like, holy fucking shit. I love that. And yeah, all of the visuals from all of his flashbacks are so cool and so, uh, I don't know, just like so uniquely this vision. It just feels like a movie that's very much like, I'm going to make this and I'm not going to compromise. Mm -hmm. And it's very cool. And I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, um, I think um, the other thing I think that worked for me, and I think one of the reasons I was uh, so bought in is not only because these stories are well told and there's so much... There's so much packed into. I don't know how long they are, but they they feel like that's a whole fucking arc we go through in these stories, um, and then we come back to just them in the hotel. Yeah. Um, and they're so fantastical, but these two characters. I mean, Idris Elba and uh, they they do it so well that it just feels like you forget that you're talking about magic. You forget you're talking about all this stuff, yeah. and you're just like, I'm. I was just locked in personally. Mm-hmm. Um. The biggest problem with this movie, I think, is it. Feels like it could use another twenty to thirty yeah, minutes at I the end. The way, yeah. It feels really fast, um, but because of all because of all those stories, they have full arcs and they're so. For me, they're easy to become invested in. I assume when that was done, I was like, "Oh, do we have like another 40, 30 minutes with them hanging out?" And I was like, "No, they wrap it up very fast." Um, that's my biggest complaint about it. But Ryan, I think, you I think that that's that's pretty much how I was and why I'm not like like I liked it a lot. I can, it's a film that I really respect, but I just don't like love it like personally and i think that is like you know in that third act it's a big weakness yeah just kind of like trickles out it's like okay you ran out of movie or something yeah yeah. and like i don't know it it, it's all very nice and like i like a lot of stuff in that third act but just not as you know when all the fantastical like crazy stuff is like packed in the first part of the movie and then it's just not in the second part it's just it just it's just a little weird. Uh, I still respect it, and I love the score for this movie so much. It's very different from the score, like from the trailer. Like, the trailer was very like that trailer sucks. I'm gonna say it right now. That trailer's awful. I disagree. 
I, I, I like the music. It's, but it's trailer. not the movie itself. No, no, no. no that's no. the problem. I love the trailer, though. <laughs> it's the kind of trailer that's the sub. It's deceiving you to get into there, and then people see it, and then they have the whiplash, yeah, like "fuck you, bro." Um. Anyways, what are you saying? But yes, the score in this film is great. It reminds me of like a Wong Kar Wai kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Just like, just like calming and beautiful and sad, and I just. Oh, yep. Mwah, 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 mwah. Yep. Love that so much. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. It's probably my favorite movie of the year, actually. When everybody nice. thinks I love it so much, um, yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I went, to, <laughs> I never found myself like uh, I had to go to the bathroom, but I was just like, I just kept walking slowly and oh. look at the screen, and then I got <laughs> to the bottom and I kept watching it. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. It's cinema, baby. Uh, big, big fan. I uh, can't confirm on your way. You're like Ryan. That's my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> I loved it a lot. Yeah, um, it's great. Um, so yeah, 3,000 Years of Longing. Very good. That trailer is doing a lot. It is being very extra. Um, yeah. Um, still, uh, so that was um, MGM, I think, who's the distributor for that. So it's an Amazon so. movie now. Nice. Oh, interesting. And I was like, that movie, I don't know. I feel like you could have gotten a little more marketing juice out of the next movie by George Miller with Tilda Swinton and it yeah. is Elba and it just kind of poofed and it's gone oops like a gin bye bye anyways uh that's good um another film with a a little bit of a deceiving trailer i feel yeah i Uh, guess barbarian it's a good trailer because it doesn't give away what the hell's going on so that's a great that's a good thing the trailer trailer spends more time being like you've seen the rain oh i love that trailer (laughs) the was it the grudge also there's a producer producer of of the grudge and the ring. Ah! <laughs> Very funny. Um, but this movie was directed by uh, one of the whitest kids, kids you, you know. know yeah. Which, like, what I found out the, like the day before we were about to see, I was like, huh, I guess he's doing a Jordan Peele and doing like a spooky uh, turd. Then I watched, like, oh no, this is, <laughs> this is the kind of movie this kind of person would make. Um, and it's awesome. This movie is <laughs> so funny. Um, one of the best. Uh, copies of the year I feel but it's just you know uh, Liddy goes to stay at an Airbnb um, it is double booked a little, little wacky it's raining little, it's a little bit late. of a neat cute situation with a Mr. Bill Skarsgård yeah, um, Pennywise and also Nosferatu himself um, also that guy's handsome he is <laughs> I get it <laughs> yeah. finally we get it um, and then there's some weird stuff going on in the basement of that house, and that's that's all you really need to know. <laughs> Classic stuff. Yeah, and then stuff goes weird. I can't really talk more about it because it spoils it. Um, yeah, I don't know, Carrie. Do you have anything to say? That's coming of the year. It's very funny. <laughs> to be fair, the movie for the first part where it's a scary movie, it's I think it does it very well. Me personally, I thought it was the tension was there, and then it goes places. <laughs> You look at me like I'm some kind of monster. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I really like this movie as well. It's one of those movies where it's just fun going into it and having that experience of just being like, what is this movie about to be? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain without. Giving credit to where it's, we talked about 3,000 Years of Lying was a movie that was, trailer is not nonsense perfect trailer because it tells you absolutely nothing it gets yeah. your attention it feels like an old school trailer mm-hmm. where it's so like you won't believe what 
but we're about uh, from the twisted minds of uh, the whitest kids you know. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> director of Miss March. Oh no. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's great. Big fan. Um. I don't know if I'd like it as much the second time because again, I sincerely thought it was very well done as a spooky. Uh, House movie. I think uh, it's a fun thing to watch, like with someone who who hasn't seen hasn't it. Seen yeah, it. I took Greg to watch it, and I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> watching him watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 dumbest part about it was where <laughs> I thought Bill Skarsgård. Oh, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a moment where like, is he in on whatever nonsense is happening in this movie? He's like, oh, we gotta go in that basement. I have to see what's <laughs> in that basement. She's like, I gotta go. I was like, no, we gotta see. And I was like, whatever movie, it's fine. It's, it's a horror movie, whatever. Who cares? Um, anyways, Barbarian. It's great. Um, I don't know what Zach's uh, plans are post-Barbarian, but... Oh, if there are anything like that, that I am on board. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know what this one is. But this Memoria. Is Memoria. This is the film that Neon, right? Yeah. Neon wanted to release a film, and at first they were like, you know, this is going to show in one theater in America. Oh! That's the one that I was complaining about. Yeah. And then the one time it was in Omaha uh, last year, it was like at Field Street at like 2 p.m. Yeah, it was like a Saturday at 2 o'clock. And I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, too it bad. Was, it was you. a weekday. I remember because I was like, oh, I, could, I guess I could try to leave early. And I, you had a work <laughs> yeah. day and we're like, oh, this is going to work this. out. But then like out of nowhere, it started playing just like at uh, the Alamo. Just like yeah, all like they're, week. Well, they're still doing the tour, I think, but they're just playing it at more than one theater at once. So it was like, I saw, one of their, I, I saw one of their posts on Neon's Instagram where it was like the tour continues, but it was a list of like 10 different theaters. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just trying to make it more accessible while still trying to go this with the bit. It's of- just, it's just annoying where they tried to, where they made this inaccessible movie when like, they were just, like, during COVID. Yeah. It's like, wow, it's going to be... Well, and it's never going to be... Well, I think there is a, like, Region B Blu-ray that came out. But it was, like, in that initial run, too, they were like, it's never going to be on streaming. It's never going to have a physical release. You have to experience it in the theater. That's the... Like, I lo- like first off, I love this movie. It's a good movie. This is a great movie. But, like, the... But, like, making a movie like this inaccessible... Not helping. It's not going to help you steal tickets. It's very stupid. But um, I, I don't know if it was more thematic or more like you got to hear this movie in a theater and we refuse. It is great audio, I will yeah. say. Especially when like the whole point of the movie is one specific sound. Yeah. Which is, it, that makes no sense saying that. But basically it's about Tilda when she is, um, she's like an art. She seems like a Art, archivist, art, art archivist, type, yeah, yeah, similar, similar character to yeah, 3,000 years of longing. Yeah, very similar character to 3,000 years of longing. And, like, she wakes up one evening to, like, this weird, like, sound, like, this loud, like, thud. Really loud. But it's a very specific and weird, and she can't, like, quite, you know, you know, figure out what it is. So she, like, talks to, like, some audio engineers and is trying to, like, hunt down, like, what this sound was because it just doesn't make sense to her. And it's just a classic, like... You know, nothing happens, uh, talking about life and like memory yeah. and perception. A movie a lot of people, um, I feel like in this room, uh, would hate. <laughs> like with a deep seething pain. Um, and would, you know, maybe make my life hell for years afterwards. Even though I'm just someone who likes a movie. I'm not like personally like, financially invested into it. It's just a little unfair to like 
consistently over the years belittled me for liking a movie <laughs> that just happens to be different from your taste, you know? I'm sorry, Ryan. I know. Very, very, you know, relatable thing, I bet. Um, but yeah, great film. It's pretty good. Okay. I will say, unfortunately, <laughs> I, t- I will need to watch it again because I was starting to feel sick when I went to see this oh. movie. So I was kind of uh, not fully invested. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll need to rewatch it. Well, <laughs> I can't do that. Well, I should be free <laughs> in three years when I'm in town. But yeah, so it was a cool experience what what annoyed me of the experience though is I'm at the theater they gave out you know little film reels as like souvenirs and like this theater was like decently packed for like what it was which is already weird but like no one took them it was just me and I had to steal all the other ones (laughs) I was like this is you. You knew what you were. Was it filmers for the movie specifically? Yeah. So you're going to be able to recreate. Eventually, you're going to be able to keep uh, your own physical reel of memoria. That's, that's the plan. It lives on here. I just need to like look at it one by one. It'll be like that. Uh, did either of you guys watch that So Raven? Otherwise, this I did, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I know. There's that. that one episode. I don't remember what it was. She had like some document that accidentally got put through the paper shredder. And she stayed up all night with all these little paper shreds to put it back together. And they're just all over her room. That's going to be you with your Memoria film strips. 100%. <laughs> I only have like two. So because I gave you one. I gave another friend one. And yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm on my way. We can combine Next time it's powers. in town. <laughs> Is there a plan to continually show this? I think that's the idea. That it's going to be the tour going forever. But I imagine the demand will die out. Oh yeah, yeah. That isn't <laughs> yes, so quickly. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's pretty confident that you're going to give yeah. theaters to show this movie. Yeah, for... it doesn't feel like a movie that would like collect a following. Yeah. No. Like, oh, no. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, like, like. Yeah, I don't think we. Like, if it came losers back, like you and me would be like, yeah, yeah we'll I'm see it again. Yeah, I'll see it again. Like, if I'm, but like, like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to see it again. <laughs> <no>. You know. <laughs> Well, but but yeah, I feel like in like a few years there will be they'll probably do like here's a limited run of like x amount of copies we'll do, um, sure. and then five years later it's like all right here's here's it on Blu-ray. Here. <laughs> Please, it'll be in like a double pack with this in three thousand years of longing. Yes, <laughs> movie night <laughs> double feature. All right, well that's uh that's Memoria. Um, I don't know what the hell this is. Uh, they them. They, they slash them. Oh, they slash them. This is them. a, a peacock slasher, George. This is a peacock original film. <laughs> this doesn't Kevin sound Bacon. great. Oh, oh um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember like when um, the title of this dropped and like the premise, like they slash them, and it's like, oh, it's about a, it's it's a gay conversion camp, but there's a like a slasher mm-hmm. uh, serial killer running loose. It's and, like, oh, someone made a Tumblr text post into a movie. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And like, I I remember like seeing that. And it's like, oh, that sounds bad. And like, also on Peacock, no, peak the straightest streaming service. <laughs> like, come on. But like, I was like seeing, like, yes, it seems so cool and great. And like, the inclusion is cool. Like the sure. the main character is non-binary, yeah. and they have that discussion about being non-binary. And there's you know several trans actors. And everyone, you know, is very open about their sexuality. That's all fine. But this movie reeks. <laughs> this movie sucks. For, like, a lot of reasons. 
one like the dialogue being like what like we feared bodies 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 would be mm, i feel very much and also just being tonally inconsistent mm. because there's parts where you know like it's all like fun like haha we're we're singing we're singing our pink song and then like this like really just like awful scene of like a straight council like talking to the non-binary kid but, like you're only doing this for attention because you feel so horrible about right. yourself and it's like Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you know, only gays are going to be yeah, watching this film. You're going to trigger it. You're trying to fucking yeah. audience. That's very weird. And then, like, when the slash stuff happens, like, 40 minutes into the movie, <laughs> it's like, what is this even? <laughs> yeah. It's such a frustrating film. And Kevin Bacon being like, through the power of Jesus Christ, I can't stop you from being gay, but I can't really encourage it. <laughs> it's like, what is this? What is this? I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's, I, I hated this. It was yes. really, it was really rough. What did I, you think, I Harry? didn't hate it, hate it, but, like, because I was watching it with a friend, so I had a little more fun watching it, mm-hmm. but. I was alone. <laughs> I was alone and very straight at the time, so it was not the ideal time to watch Face Slash Them. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know, trust me, I'm aware. But, yeah, no, it's very, it's, there's parts of it where it's like, I like this idea, but the delivery is just questionable because mm-hmm. it's like the, I'm thinking of the 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 shooting scene where they're all at the shooting range, mm. and our main character takes the gun and is like, "Yeah, see, I am good with the gun." And the macho counselor is like, "Oh, well, I respect you now that you subscribe to the macho part of being good at a gun." <laughs> it's like. What? It's like, gays don't want this. <laughs> no. And then I felt especially weird about, like, because they have um, a, a female-female sex scene and a male-male sex scene. And, like, they felt so very, like, tacked on. Especially, like, the male-male one was like, well, we gotta, like, even it out. <laughs> and it was between two characters who, like, I don't think even spoke throughout the film. <laughs> yeah. They just walked in and was like, let's get down. <laughs> and I don't know. That... It was very strange. And it was also weird how I didn't like how the because the counselors were like former mm. uh, people who had gone through the conversion program, yeah. and so they're like reformed, and you can still tell that there's a lot of trauma in them, mm-hmm. and uh, they still get killed mercilessly, and it's like yeah. that feels weird to me because it's like they're victims too, yeah. and we're we're, just, we're, just we're reveling in them being killed, but. Whatever you got, it's a slasher. You got to kill the people who yeah. are in charge of the conversion camp. I get that, but it still felt there was a little bit of a disconnect on that one. For it me. was just also very disconnect because like everyone dying was like counselors, so it was like I'm not afraid of like any of you know the gay kids because like clearly they're not the ones being hunted. Sure, who's the um, killer? Do we find out? Um, it's, it's literally like the only person it could be. Yeah, it's uh, it's literally the most like it's it's like one of the new camp counselors. Yeah, who is like I just thought this was a regular camp, but then there's like a reveal like well she was in the camp a long time ago and she's killing everyone for revenge. Spoiler alert. Which is also like, that doesn't help the community now, does it? <laughs> Killing a bunch of uh, reformed gays, you know, end quotes. Like, ugh. Um, and then there was like that, she had that whole back and forth with like the non-binary kid about like, you know, why she has to do this. And it's like, I don't think you do have to do this. Don't have to do this. <laughs> I think there's probably another way to do this. They just made a phone call or something. Yeah. 
Do we have any clue why Kevin Bacon decided to make this movie? Um, to work on this movie? Um, probably to find out what non-binary men. One hundred percent. His kids say yeah, that. Maybe he has a non-binary child. <laughs> he has a non-binary child. He was like, "What?" He's a producer on this movie. Yes, I know. He definitely has a non-binary child. He's like, "I'm gonna do this for my son. my child." <laughs> Kevin Bacon's just trying to be a new horror icon. I guess. After well, his, wasn't like, it? Yeah. Well, he was in. Um, not House of Leaves. No, not yes. that one. He was in The Darkness, right? Oh, that's right. Like, that movie sucks. That movie was shit. really bad. But I'm just saying that when he was going to be in that movie, I think I remember seeing an interview where he talked to Jason Blum or something, being like, I want you to do for me what you did for Ethan Hawke, making him a horror <laughs> icon, because this was after fucking Sinister. Sinister. Yeah, but Ethan Hawke was an esteemed actor before that. <laughs> and Kevin Bacon was like, this is the secret. <laughs> this is the secret. This <laughs> Jason Blum guy. So now Ethan Hawke is just like doing incredible things and retiring after a successful career and Kevin Bacon's like I'm gonna be in they slash them and uh you should have left <laughs> cementing my place as a horror icon so yeah oh I think that's God. what happened there that is <laughs> but he still might also have a non-binary child I just feel like he has a non-binary child and like nephew or niece or something right. Alright. Um, Kevin Bacon shows them this movie and they're like, okay, that's not. <laughs> like, Uncle Kevin, I, I really appreciate you trying. And I know that I can't explain to you how this is not good representation, but you're failing, so I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> and they'd be like, Pink? <laughs> the, the song Fucking Perfect by Pink? So, yeah, Which James I Lynn. like, I really, I do enjoy that song because I really like Pink. But so, but what? Looking at all the reviews, every single review on Letterboxd is like fucking perfect by Pink. <laughs> the queers hate this song. It's like this. This is the song. That was like very shortly after, like the weird, like non-binary, like yelling red, like you're nothing. Let's all see Pink. And yeah, I just, we're all I just gay want you to know that this scene is their. Uh, one of the other campers is talking to the main character, right? And they're, yeah. they're, they're, they just start talking and you, they are, they go, they launch into the lyrics of fucking perfect by Pink, but they're just talking them. And then every person in the room <laughs> begins singing this song and it turns into a whole musical number. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I did genuinely think that part was really, like it was insane, but I was like, now this is great. <laughs> I, I was just confused. <laughs> That's the best way I would describe my feelings during that. Alright. Yeah, that movie's not very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shockingly. Well, I can't believe Peacock would do this to us. Um, A movie that came out a long time ago that's on this list for some weird reason. Uh, good night, mommy. What's up with this, Ryan? This movie came out in twenty seventeen. This is this is the American remix. Oh, Naomi Watts. I know. Ooh. I can't believe it. <laughs> Naomi. <laughs> I can't believe it. Naomi, um, I saw your new movie. It was not very good. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it. Uh, good night, mommy. Um, has a nice place in my heart because that was the first movie that we all watched at the Alamo. Yes. Yeah. So, it was good times. So even though like I don't love that movie because it's unpleasant, yeah. um, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, and like Baby Watts is like producing and like starts like, okay, it's all it's on Prime, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I I I might as well. 
Not very good. <laughs> very weird and bad. <laughs> and cheap, it looked like, even from the trailer. Yeah, very cheap, yes. It's all in the house, but like it looks like it just might be Naomi Watts' house, like in real life. Um, I think I told you guys about that. There's at one point where like, the kids are like, that's not our... It's basically like these kids um, go to spend the weekend with their mom. Uh, the mom recently had... Um, surgery. Like facial reconstructive facial. surgery. Um, in this one, it's more of they had a divorce, and sh- and she's an actress, and she wanted to touch up her face so she'd feel better. Ah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say there wasn't any surgery. I was like, no. <laughs> she just got a divorce. <laughs> Anyways, uh. Naomi Watts uh, got divorced, and now she's... And also, as as you reveal later, you know, maybe one of the things happened to one of her kids. So she got like her face like all touched up, um, which you know doesn't really like. She just looks like Naomi Watts. Um, and it's also a part where the kids are talking like, that's not our mom. Look at this photo. And it's clearly Naomi Watts' personal professional headshot. But they're like, look at this. The eyes are different. And it's just like, guys, you could have gotten any other photo. <laughs> they could use the excuse that she's an actress, I guess. They do use that mm-hmm. uh, excuse. But it's still like, take a different. She's a producer. You couldn't get her to take a picture? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's just because, like, I googled Naomi Watts as a joke, and that photo showed up, and I was like, "Wow!" I guess I can Google it and see if I yeah, please Google Google Naomi Watts. I'm thinking, yeah, Um, but yeah, uh, not very good. The the reveal feels a lot more weird in this one, just because it feels more like. Is it this one? Um, no, actually, no, it's not that one. Well, you lied to me. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll 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 find it. I'll find it when you talk about the woman king a little bit. Okay. Um, that's, that's just called a uh, good use of our time. Um, but yes, not very good. Would not recommend. Uh, just boring and bad and weird. The original Good Day Mommy's pretty all right. It is pretty it's good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like being like the whole like, oh, it's unnecessary movies. movie. It's like, it's fine. It's just got to make it like interesting. Yeah, and do they, like and they, a different take. Yeah. Oh, so it's been a while. Since Good Night yeah, Mommy came out. Been a while, yeah. <laughs> I showed Greg Good Night Mommy, and then we saw The Lodge, which is directed by the same people. Yep. And then uh, he would talk about those movies later, and he'd be like, yeah, I don't like those. And I'm like, what? They're so good. And he's like, Carrie, those mi- those are miserable movies. <laughs> like, it's just emotional torture porn. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're oh, great. It's this photo. Oh. Oh. Except, uh, audience, you can't see that, obviously. It's like her looking over her it's shoulder. It's like her looking over her little shoulder, and, like, they very badly... It's very like, cover girl They very yeah. badly, like, change her eyes to be green. She's like, her eyes aren't normally green. And then she's like, I wear contacts for work, you idiots. <laughs> Why would you wear contacts? Oh, well, wait. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I know! I know! I know! I know! I know! It's weird. It's very weird. Um, and there's a lot of, like, weird stuff, because, like, there's, like, police in it, too, who, like, you know, like, find, um, the kid kids... And after they like run away, <laughs> yeah. and like clearly there's something wrong going on in the house, and like one of the cops is like, "I need to, I need to do something," and like you know that's when like the mom's all in trouble and whatnot. But like you know the the dude cop is like, "Let's get out of here! Nothing's going on! Nothing wrong!" He's like, "He's like, let me just j- just relax. Like, what you come on, we good. You said he's fine. He's eleven. Let's get going." It's so weird and unnecessary because I don't remember any like. I'm pretty sure in the original one, it was just the kids and the mom, right? And there was that there's scene. There's a part where they go to the... They, they run away and get brought back by, like, the mom's friend or something. Oh, or okay. the dad. I don't remember. But uh, they uh, there is that one sequence that I was just thinking about when we were talking about this that I really like, where it's the, like, Red Cross donations people show up. Mm. And they're like... Uh, <laughs> 
They're like, are you guys going to donate? And they're like, our mom's not here. And they're like, we'll wait. And they just <laughs> stay in the house with them for like an hour. <laughs> the mom's not there and it's just the kids. And they're like, so when's your mom coming back? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the good night mommy remake. Maybe don't watch it. Maybe watch the original. Um, the Woman King. Uh, starting by starting one by Viola Davis, uh, John Boyega, and Nashana Lynch, who I believe is from uh, No Time to Die. Um, yeah, uh, this is about a well, it's like a true story adjacent about an African tribe uh, around during the slave trade um, who has like a battalion, uh, a, a private army of uh, highly skilled women. Who are really good at killing people and and getting shit done and protecting their little village there? Um, Viola Davis is the leader of this uh, group of really cool badass women. Um, a thing we have a, a side character also who's a young girl who um, her father disowns her and she's like I'm gonna join the the ranks of the whatever and then Viola Davis is like you it's essentially like kid tries to prove themselves that they're tough and then she keeps you know she's like headstrong and be like ah and then Viola Davis is like you don't understand you're pushing the limits <clears throat> um and then it well this is spoilers but I'm gonna spoil that but anyways um stuff goes bad and we just see Viola Davis and this group of women just really kick ass a lot and there are some there's some uh, emotional threads and relationships like these characters are maybe closer than we think but that's a spoiler for the movie I will give it away anyways this movie's great I don't know uh, if you know the setup for The Woman King from what I described it, and if you've seen the trailer, it's that movie. The action is really good. There's some points where, like, it was a lot more, um, it was having a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Like, there's some, like, like moments, like, this is just, like, a grindhouse action scene right here where it's, like, uh, yeah, like, a, like, Black Station adjacent, like a Dolomite sort of deal. Huh. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. But it's fun. It's good. The trailer had big, like, you know, like, the big Oscar scene moment kind of vibes. Yeah, it's not that kind of movie, though. You're asking me to go to war. Yeah. War. War? <laughs> war. Yeah. Like that, that, the fe- I did not like that part. That was... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, John Boyega is playing the leader of this, uh, th- this uh, tribe here. And uh, as, as, as many people, as many tribes in Africa were... Once, like, the slave trade was like, this thing's going to happen regardless. So it's like, what if we sell some of our people to oh, these white God. people? Oh, God. I mean, come on. History wasn't that. Um, and so, yeah, that's... A, and, and so, Viola Davis, his whole pitch is like, what if we stop doing that and, like, find, like, a resource that we can sell these white people that they also find uh, valuable? Um so that, yeah, that's the thing. Anyways, yeah, it's great. The action's fantastic. Uh, the acting's good. Um, yeah, it's the movie you think it is from the trailer, and it's well done. It's good. I don't have anything else to say about it. It's a good time. Uh, Blonde. I only know about this movie because of I, I see letter people on Letterboxd watching yeah. it. Yeah, that was that was the main thing this one because it's netflix's first nc-17 movie oh um, that was like their big marketing thing for it which like it's huh. like it's like doesn't matter if it's only it's not streaming. it's streaming it's, it's like NC-17, who cares i exactly i don't know it's like who cares um, but yeah it is a uh reinterpretation imagining of marilyn monroe's life this is starring um, under armist or did i make that up and yeah. yes under the armist is the marilyn monroe wow um 
And this is my least favorite movie of the year. I absolutely hated every excruciating moment of this. It is three hours of just, just consistent, like, obnoxious pain. Yeah. Um, scenes change from, like, black and white to color. Aspect ratio changes. No for, like, reason. It's just, like, it's just changing all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, it feels like an attempt to be all, like, David Lynch and yeah. kind of thing. It's like, no, this this just sucks, actually. <laughs> but, like, the main thing that, like, people, you know, comment on and, like, you know, Marilyn Monroe, I'm not an expert on her because it's a little before, you know, yeah. our, our time, you know, us 90 kids. Um, but, you know, I know, like, vague things. Like, she was, like, the, like, sex symbol of time. She was, she was in a lot of popular movies and she was just kind of treated, treated, treated badly because... Because she was on this, like, high, like, beauty pedestal, basically. And this is just, like, you know, she's walking around, like, you know, always, like, having sex and always getting, like, screwed over by people. Um, in just, like, merciless ways. I think Andy Armas is literally always crying, mm. like, throughout all the three hours. And it's, it's just god-awful. <laughs> it's, there's nothing, like, redeeming or interesting about it if... If you know anything about Marilyn Monroe, it's, it's you know, all lies. But I also feel like if you knew nothing about her, like, you wouldn't, like, understand what's going on. Because it's so, like, it skips over so much. Like, it goes between, you know, like, her dating this person, then skips all the way to this person. And there's this stuff with, you know, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, but they just call him the president. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very long sequence of him sucking his dick. It's very nice. weird. Um, it's like, babe, don't, don't be shy. Keep going. Very weird. Um, not a pleasant movie. Not very good. I just wanted to, the reason I wanted to watch is, you know, the, whenever movies like very divisive, I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And I also just had this like horrible feeling this would be validated for Oscar stuff still. Sure. Because it felt like a lot of like industry people like really liked it. Um, and also, ho- Hollywood, Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. Hollywood yes. <laughs> so I was like, I need to get this over with just in case because God, but man, yeah, absolutely I, miserable. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just skimmed through it because I saw that. Yes, I yes, saw, yes, yes, I remember this now. I saw that article that was posted on Twitter where the person, the headline was, uh, the CGI talking fetus in Blonde is an abomination. And I read that and I was like, Excuse the, me? the what? <laughs> so I was just skimming through for the fetus. looking for fetus scenes. And wow. Wow. Very weird. And yes. like, it was very like, uh, anti-abortion-y. 100% and was like, what the shit is this? Yes, like, why because, are we doing this? Because um, there's a lot of scene, because in this scene she has an abortion and a miscarriage. You know, the classic female experience. Um, and, you know, for the abortion that she has, which, like, I don't know if any of that's true, but, like, she's, like, worried. She's, like, she's pregnant, like, oh, I'm so happy and whatever. But then she's, like, I think your mom had a personality disorder. And she's, like, oh, no. And then she's, like, I think I might want to get this abortion. And then, like, she's getting it. And, like, she's, like, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it. But everyone's, like, not fucking listening to her. So they're, like, holding her down. Like, it's, like, what the hell is this all about? <laughs> Um, but then also, like, when she's pregnant, she's always, like, like holding, like, her stomach. And then, like, a close-up to, like, a CGI baby, like, inside of her. Yeah. And then, like, later on, like, when she's pregnant again before the miscarriage, um, you know, she's talking to the baby. And she's like, oh, you're, I'm so happy to finally have you. And it's like, 
but you killed me before. Yeah, it's literally like an anti-abortion ad. Like the baby is talking to her in a toddler voice, being like, mommy, don't kill me like you did last time. Like this is literally like an ad that would run in a rural Christian community. It's so so fucking weird. Is 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 the reception in this movie like, hey, this sucks? Mostly. I think it's mostly that, but there it's very divisive. Like there's people who love it and think mm-hmm. it's like outdoor outdoor cinema. Yeah, it's very like it's very autory, like, like, mostly but, because of like you know the the it's very stylistic. It's very what, the little bit that I saw. Well, you know, it's <laughs> well, trying. Like, it's trying too hard to be like a bunch of different styles because you know the aspect ratio changes. It goes from black and white. There's some insane like. Um, Baz Luhrmann ass camera effects you know where it's just like spinning <laughs> and doing weird things. But like when Baz Luhrmann does like it's because like he has this grand like yeah. spectacle that he's showing. And we're having fun. Yeah, and he's having fun. <laughs> but like this is just like a camera is spinning around why a woman is being forced to have an abortion. Great stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Love that. Ooh, cinema, yeah. baby. Cinema. Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people comparing it to Fire Walk With Me, just in terms of, like, this is a movie, like, I mean, a character I, study of a miserable yeah, so that, yeah. woman's descent into bad. So it's like, I guess I get that. But that is, like, but they're, I guess, Fire they're doing... Walk With Me doesn't, like, relish in, like, just, like, also, this was I a, love... This was yeah, a real a, person yeah, at one point. Yeah, yeah that's true. And this is fiction. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Mother. Ooh. Yeah. But again, that's also not about a real person. It's it's yeah. a little weirder it, it when it's so weird when it is a like person who was real. Basically torture fan fiction. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's and then you, you you made Anna Darmus go through it. Um because I don't know. And the the I'm sure somebody and she probably found it interesting as well that do you want to be Marilyn Monroe? Anna Darmus, it's a big deal to yeah. do that. So yeah. yeah. Anyways. I didn't not that I did not I care to find. I, I skimmed through it. I was gonna watch it, but then I was like, three hours. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I I couldn't sleep one night, and I was just like, this will either like piss me off and keep me up, or I'll go out yeah, with a light. I don't and know. unfortunately, it pissed me off and kept me up. <laughs> that has never worked for me, by the way. When I'm like, I'm so, I'm so tired. I'm gonna watch a movie to put myself to sleep. Yeah. I always get mad at myself. You should watch the Lord of the Rings. There you oh, go. <laughs> no, then I'll just kill myself. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> yeah, permanently. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, a movie we feel a little more positive about is uh, Pearl. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the second, what are we calling this series? Are we calling it, what are we calling it? X Trilogy. I guess the X Trilogy. Yeah, um, Ty West's a second movie in the in the X Trilogy, I guess. Pearl. Triple X, wait. I know, it's uh, the story about Pearl, uh, the the old lady from uh, X. Oh my god! Um, again, Mia Goth starring, playing as Pearl as she did in X. Uh, it took me a while to realize we we're talking about Pearl and not Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, the math <laughs> this doesn't don't make no damn sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mia Goth killed it. I don't know, Carrie. You probably have more to say about this Holy than me. Holy fucking shit, dude! Yeah, I watching don't... this, I was like, this is. If this isn't Carrie's favorite movie of the year, then I don't know it's what is. It's up there. It is up there. I don't think anything's going to be better than everything at Barella once That's for me. True. But, uh, yeah, no, as soon as this movie fucking starts, and it's just basically Wizard of Oz, and her yeah. going around being like, hi, Mr. Pig, and I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just... And it commits to that for a long it's time. It's so yeah. fucking good. 
good. I love like this movie does everything that I want in in a movie about a crazy lady. It's just perfect, and it's just the the setup of because you get bits and pieces of it in X where she's talking about how in her youth she wanted to be a dancer and she had all these dreams that she aspired to, and you're like, oh, how tragic! Something mm-hmm. got in the way, and then in Pearl, it's like. Oh, oh. I, I see. This isn't tragic. This is just scary. Always bad. <laughs> You've just always been a little different. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just Pearl as a character is this person who has their future like planned out in their own mind that she is going to be a star and she does not care what she has to do. She's has some hangups by wanting to stay on the farm to help her father, but she has this ongoing clash of vision with her mother. It's also during World War One and the Spanish World flu. War I, yes, yes, yes. With some weird COVID parallels. Exactly, when you're yeah, watching yeah. it, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised like, if that right. kind of maybe got the gears turning. I was like, what if we, t- the last time this was yeah. a pandemic. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this movie is fucking awesome. But it's just Pearl as a character. I just found her super compelling and fun. Yeah. It's a big character study uh, movie because it's just it's just all Pearl. Like, there's nothing else going on. Just like, this is this weird lady. I think... And her weird things she yes. does. Mia Goth's always been good and she was good in X, but in this one, she, she just, just goes. Like she's yeah. way, having way more fun. Yeah, just like, goes. She had a writing credit on this movie. And a producer know, credit. Yeah, I don't know if... The, I don't know if she had anything. I don't know what. I don't know what the lore. I'm sure they'll talk. I remember right. uh, Ty West like had the idea like as they were finishing filming, and he was like, "Maybe you want to stick around for another uh, few weeks." (laughs) Yeah. Well, the the lady who plays the mom in Pearl is the was the intimacy coordinator for X. She was like a crew member from X, and she was just this fabulous German woman. (laughs) Ty West was like, "You want (laughs) to? You want to be in this? You want to add something to your resume?" Yeah, I don't know. I think I like it more than X. I definitely mainly because of that. Like, there's definitely Mia Goth is like running with this, mm-hmm. and the performance is just fantastic. Um, where the, where like X is fun and like they're all like fun characters, but like this one is like this lady's zonked and she is terrifying. <laughs> and they give her a bunch of moments that like, and I think Mia Goth rises the occasion. It's a weird thing when you make a movie like, hey, we're going to have moments where you're going to give a monologue. You're going to have a moment where, like, you got to, like, like you got to, like, take the pe- like, surprise people. And, like, and yeah. Mia Goth completely delivers. Um, the end thing is oh, incredible. The end is one of the best it's so goddamn. I can all, like, when I first realized what was happening, I was like, Timothy Chalamet could never. That's <laughs> thinking of Call Me by Your Name. Um, and again, like I said, like Timothy you c- Chalamet walked, so me and Goff could run. <laughs> and again, it's, I think it's the talent of her because again, you can write that on paper, you can plan those scenes, but it's not until you shoot it that it works, and then it fucking works so well. Um, but yeah, it's great. Pearl's fantastic. Um, so they shot, so like you mentioned, like they shot Pearl and X right pretty much after, back then. Right after. Yeah. Maxine, it feels like there's a break. Yeah, they took yeah. a break, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I don't know if they even started filming. Yeah, it didn't I seem like it, because I was like, that was a teaser-ass teaser. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know, like, how, it was weird, because I like Pearl, the character, I love, more I love than Pearl, Maxine. Yeah. Well, because X harkens to, like, a certain type of exploitation yes. in film. And Pearl, Pearl is like Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and Pearl is like 
that same sort of undercurrent, but it's presented in more of like a dream-like yeah, fantasy yeah, yeah, yeah. way. And it's just, re- I really vibed with that a lot. But I still really love X. X is still one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. But. And, I, and again, I didn't expect Pearl to actually fully commit oh, to that shit. bit. And it yeah. does, and it works. <laughs> so good. Also, this is more of a Ty West movie than I thought X was, uh, personally. Which is, this doesn't say much. It's just like, oh, this feels like a movie he would make. Where X was just like, it's just a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, it's good. Uh, stuff. Good stuff. Uh, oh. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Did you both watch Don't Worry, Darling? Stupid or did oh, just care? yeah, Don't Worry, Darling came out. Mm. Wasn't too good, was it? <laughs> it was, I, I think it was like, that's fine. It's fine. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, it's not like... But when you think of like the distance between the quality of this film and the amount of shit everyone gave about this film, yeah. it's like, this, no, this, this yeah, should not be no. happening. It's, it's so... It's... But it's, it's from your reaction, it sounds like it'd still be disappointing coming from Olivia Munn's book smart. Olivia Wilde? To the, Olivia Wilde, sorry. <laughs> to this. Oh yeah, no, it is, this... it is very different um, than book smart. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I mean, just, just go with it. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's it's Florence Pugh is like in this like fifties idyllic like world. That's like um, Stepford Wives vibes. Yeah, yeah. like yes. anything for my husband, Harry Styles. <laughs> um, and you know it's in this like isolated community, and then she like discovers like, hey, there might be a little bit more to this. Yeah. You know, something like I think has been like, you know, fiction for like a long time, but it's just another take on that, and it's fine. It's Florence Pugh's performance is very good. She's good. She's always good. I think that's the only thing that I'm like, if this was like anyone else, like, I I think I would hate this movie, but like she really like kills it with all the like, she's just used to being gaslit, you know? (laughs) So she just can really, um, she just really sells it. Um, And that's that's the only thing that makes you like defend it. Um, And then Chris Pine is just having fun. Oh, I love him. he is really oh, yeah, Chris Pine hasn't done any in this whole saga. Chris Pine hasn't done anything wrong, has he? No. He's just been there, he's unfortunately. Just, he's he's reacting to everything that's <laughs> okay. going yeah, yeah. on around him and it's yeah. always Cuz I love Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's good. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, he was in that Wonder Woman movie. That is questionable. You know, that doesn't have anything to do with this, but he did yeah. do that. So I still have a hard time dealing with that. I I I 100% <laughs> like he's he's like, "Uh, Chris, you want to come back?" He's like, "I don't know, my character is like all right, well, what if I had an extra zero to this check? All right. You know what? <laughs> well, you know what? I can't respect that. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, how, how, did, how did everything, like, flow for you, Carrie, for it? Like, 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 like the reveals and, like, what, everything, oh, what it was, like, it was going stupid. for. Yeah. <laughs> it's very stupid. But this movie is just, I said it was feature-length, Twilight Zone episode, but a lot of people have said it's like a feature-length Black Mirror episode, which I think is a better comparison. I just haven't watched Black Mirror, but it's very much a, this would have been a great 15-minute short film. Yeah. (laughs) It just feels like we're, it it feels like we're living in what is this building to, and then when it builds, it's like, oh. It feels more like (laughs) a book. Yeah. It feels like a book that had like, and like each chapter like did stuff on like other characters, but like Florence Pugh's was like the main one that we like mm-hmm. kept going back to because like there's quite a few like characters who were all like dealing with this thing in like interesting ways. Like, you know, the couple that like leaves in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, whatever the hell Nick Kroll was doing. 
Um, <laughs> and then like some Chris Pine stuff with his wife. Um, and it just felt like a book where like you took out all the other chapters and just left it there. So like right. it feels like it's missing something. Um, I start I I started feeling like that when because like the the inciting thing for her is like you know she's feeling a little out of it, but like she sees like a plane crash. Yes, and she can't find it, but it's like. What was the plane? Like, in the context of the film, what was the plane? Because they don't get back to it. It's me, dude. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Like, I get that they had to get her out there, but, like, that felt like something that, like, it was explained, but they cut it out because the movie was already too long. Um, yeah. And the reveal is fine. It's what I was thinking it would yeah, be you, during you... it. I, I didn't expect. Well, because it's one of those reveals where it's like, oh yeah, it could be that, but surely they wouldn't do the stupidest, easiest, oh, most yeah. basic thing they could do. No. What, but what, they do. No. Knowing, <laughs> I, that that's what I was thinking. Was like, it's probably this, but would this movie really do that? And I was like, yeah, well, yeah it would. I'm going <laughs> I'm gonna, to I'm gonna put it in my head that this is the reveal, and then stuff happened, I'd be like, this is 100% what it is. There is no explanation. <laughs> so I'm not going to watch this movie ever. No. What is it? Um, it's basically um, a metaverse that she is forced they to They were in. in the game the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you see in the real world, Florence Pugh is a doctor. Okay. And Harry Styles is a schlub. <laughs> Who he does is, absolutely He nothing. is a Discord mod. That's true. He, he literally is a Discord mod. He is a mod Discord who mod. Who listens to Jordan Peterson all day. Yes. Basically, Chris Pine has like a Jordan Peterson ass fucking okay. uh, podcast. And he yeah. developed this like application that lets you go into like this idyllic world. Um, and basically, um, Harry Styles, you know, uh, kidnaps his former uh, wife. And forces yeah. her to be in the world yeah. through, like, the weird Is that Florence Pugh's? And that's Florence yeah. Pugh's character, So she, yeah. they're in a simulation the whole time, and it cuts to the real world, and she's just on a bed and has been there for God knows how long. Yeah. And he just... And whenever they... in Because in the simulation, it's Florence Pugh and all the other wives, and they hang out during the day while the husbands are at work. And it's this whole mysterious thing of, like, we don't know what they're doing out there. And it's like, is it nuclear testing? I don't know. But no, but it's, it's just them leaving the simulation to go out and do stuff in the real world. They're to just make logging off the to, game. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's so fucking stupid. It's, I think that's a fine, like, that's a fine reveal, but it's just not very interesting. And, like, it's so once, you boring. Ha- once you have a reveal like that, it, like, brings up so many questions yeah. that the film just doesn't, like, answer yeah so it's just it just loses you know intrigue when it does that it's the very first draft idea from olivia yeah, wilde yeah, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm i'm bummed for her i expected better from yeah. her yeah. especially because like books weren't just like it's a knockout of the books park. so good i know it's crazy yeah, and, and then this is not that well i'm excited for that movie to be streaming because i want to see when this reveal happens it's and then the end silly. Yeah. It is funny. Like the scenes after it's like, okay, this is a simulation and we're fully running with that. The scenes where Florence Pugh is existing, knowing that she's in a simulation are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, 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 but like the big reason like why he's putting her in there is because like he feels like, Oh, right. Yeah. He's like, I'm not providing for you. I'm the husband. Yeah, I need so, to provide for you. So he basically takes, so she loved being a doctor. She wasn't ever complaining. She yeah. was just at work all the time. And he was like, well, you're never here. You must be unhappy. 
And so he took away her agency by plugging her into this stupid mm-hmm. fucking housewife simulator and be like, you could be at home now, not working. It doesn't, isn't that better? And it's no, like, it sounds oh. awesome. <laughs> Having a wife who does all the work while I stay home and, bo- and right. be Discord like, mod. The and the wife is Florence Pugh and I look like uh, whatever they did to <laughs> Harry Styles. Oh, does he have, is he not Harry Styles in the yeah, real he world? He looks like, well, I mean, it's he's like, still it's Harry like Styles, you, but he's Does he look like Shia LaBeouf? No. <laughs> it, it makes sense why they hired Shia LaBeouf at first when you see that. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's like they gave him like, you know, that like pedo, like stubble patch. His hair's like super long and greasy. He has like the worst pair of glasses. He's like, uh, wife. Uh, and yeah. he's also, my favorite small tidbit is that he doesn't have a British accent in the real world. And he chose to be British <laughs> for the simulation. And I was like, are you fucking kidding That is me? very it funny. It's so stupid. Because there's like a whole boot up sequence where he's going into the simulation for the first time. And it's like, chosen nationality, British. And it's like, what? <laughs> so fucking dumb. Um, do we know how well this movie is doing? Do we know what? The, I assume I, it's doing pretty well. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's not a out. big Box budget thing. Movie. It yeah. wasn't a huge budget. Really? How about marketing before the drama? A, well, I mean, yeah, there's all the drama, and I know that a lot of people who just like Harry Styles would go to see it. Just yeah. People like Florence Pugh. Yeah, I like Florence Pugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also like Florence Pugh. Yeah, she's the only. Really I love Nick Kroll. <laughs> I can't get enough of Nick Kroll. <laughs> is, is is Nick Kroll and Olivia married? Is that a thing? In the movie, in the yeah. Movie, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, what was his name called? Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Darling. Darling, I'd advise you not to worry. This did have a lot of, like, very, uh, popular 50s-ass music, though. Oh, So it's, yeah, like, yeah. all the stuff you would think of in, like, a So I had fun with that. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the song that I... 69 million worldwide. That seems pretty good. I don't know how much this movie costed, but that seems pretty good. It's better than sure. Bros did. <laughs> uh, we'll get to. Anyways, uh, is that the next movie? Actually, maybe it right? is, bro. Bros. Any other things about Don't Worry, Darling? No, Carrie. No, I'm excited no. for it. Okay, digitally, cool. so I can watch that scene where it's revealed, where it's a bit, where it's a silly. game. Uh, the rules. Um, I don't know if there was a big like. It's a game. Like it just. Oh, it's like, not. I don't think it's not like an ending where like it zooms out and like she's on the thing or something. I mean, there is that. That but, like, happens, but I I can't remember like how it like is clear to the character she gets like while she when she starts having realizations that something's not right you'll get like flashes of the real world and you'll see like mm, images right, of her right. in like scrubs and it's like what's and then she has a there? cell phone like a modern smartphone you're like huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> weird yeah. So it's like That's teased right. throughout and I don't remember the big reveal either but I do remember I don't remember how they get to the scene where it, it's explaining. It, it to wasn't the like you know she looks up and she's like, "It's a video." Well, game. I think because when she goes far enough out in the desert, that's basically like the exit point. And yeah, so I and think then she, she respawns back at home. She like, uh. <laughs> she like gets trapped in a like a dream nightmare sequence yeah. in between logging off and getting logged back in, and she has this revelation in there, and then she comes back, and they're like, "No, it's fine, right?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, it is fine. Weird." But Anyways. now we, as an audience, know that. Oh, I get it. I think that's how it played out. I yeah, really basically. Remember, Interesting. It has been well, very silly. Bros. Bros. Hey, baby. I love Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner is so <laughs> funny. I don't understand why people don't like Billy Eichner. I know. I didn't know that was a thing until I was because well, he's been he's been a little little annoying about this movie. Like just yeah. the tiniest like, bit. Like, like I, I get can, it. I, I get it because like it's his like. 
This is the first time like he's been like the star right. of a movie, and, like no. he wrote it. So I get it being proud of it. As like, someone at the same who, time, as someone who loves him, I'm like, yes, I respect this. But if someone didn't know him or already kind of didn't like him and they saw all this, it'd be like, all right, I can I can understand that, but yeah. But I agree with everything that he's saying about his movie. Oh yes, same, one hundred percent. Especially because like. Did you did you see like in our theater it had like ones like there's a lot of stuff in this movie. Did you see that? There was a there was a sign outside our theater it was like there's some uh, strong sexual activity. Really? I saw was, that yeah. sign. I thought it just said there was like sequences of flashing lights. Oh, I thought it was like I think it was stuff. just a cuz oh. they're in the club a lot. So I think oh, it was just a flashing okay, okay. lights sign. I that would have been insane. That would have been insane. Okay. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think that. it was just a, I think I must have assumed a, um Wow, homo- right. <laughs> I assumed homophobia. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. No, I think it I think genuinely it was just cuz I've seen that sign. They had a, an Indian movie playing there for a while and that sign was always outside oh, of that okay, theater okay, that okay. there was sequences of flashing lights. Anyways, bro. I didn't read the whole sign, so I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt on okay, that one, okay. but cannot confirm 100%. Anyways, bros. Bros, baby. So yeah, it's just Billy Eichner basically being himself in the movie, which is fine. Love it. Um, And he just, you know, uh, gets into like this dude who's like kind of different from like his typical type. Bit of and a Tom Brady, as he little, says. A little bit of a Tom Brady type, a little bit, bit of a jock, jock kind of <laughs> yeah. guy. I and mean, then it's just, you know, like a classic rom-com, but they're two dudes and it's very gay. It's awesome. It's very funny. It's one of the funniest it's so movies of the year. Funny. It's it's he has that like, you know, like a joke a minute kind of like theme where like it's very mm-hmm. but it feels very like natural. Like it doesn't feel forced and like so good. I love so I good. So I, much. I, I again don't understand. Cause like he's and like what I appreciate about it is, you know, both him like um in the real world and like you know the character is like he's very like you know loud and like you know funny but he's he's a very smart person especially with you know like media and especially like you know queer history yeah and like he's just passionate about it and like he like amplifies that with like his you know funny you know humor and like that's awesome like how like why would you not like love someone who's so passionate about like their you know people and their culture where they're just like Yes, you should teach queer history in second <laughs> yeah. grade. Obviously, you should. It's it, it's it's respectable and nice, and he's great. And I don't, I do not get it. And he's also just super funny. He's hilarious. He's super funny. Um, but yeah, what about you, Carrie? I I love I loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I'm not the. I know this will be shocking, but I'm not the type of person who usually like shows up for a rom com. I usually yeah. don't care. But I found myself enjoying because like you know what's gonna happen it's a rom-com oh, yeah. but it's like it was more interesting by way of having a different dynamic than you mm-hmm. have ever really seen in a big budget rom-com like this and it's and there's not really like a lot of i feel like rom-coms are now usually kind of stuck to like they're not services. yeah they, they don't well, yeah, was, they're not yeah. really coming out it's a bummer yeah. that like, i love a good rom-com mm-hmm. the last big rom-com is probably like train wreck oof and that's it's the same producer as the stream wreck. That's so true. I mean, the trailer gave me train wreck energy, but yeah, you know. yeah. Very but all good. but all modern rom coms are in that mold. Yeah. When they do show up, so yeah. So it didn't do well. Oh, that's, it did. It tanked. Yeah. It did bad. really, really bad. People saw Smile instead, <sighs> which is crazy. Well, what was the heck was the budget for this movie? Um, it was like. Well, it was a Universal Pictures thing, so I think they had like a kind of a bigger budget, budget yeah, um, than like it probably needed. 
but it's it's still like it's it's still very good um and you know it, it does everything with its it doesn't feel expensive but i don't know maybe they just i don't know i, I don't know i don't know 22 million to make okay that's, that's not, not that much but at 8 million that's that's yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. a bomb yeah it's a bomb um, especially with i mean billy probably did all the marketing himself so that's free marketing so you know maybe <laughs> maybe the marketing budget the marketing through. budget was billy go stand on the street and yeah. yell at people <laughs> no problem <laughs> i will say to billy billy's not the biggest star in the world that's all i'll say no, yeah he's not. it's to he, me and ryan and you right, and me yeah. we're like we love him he's the guy from parks like, and recreation oh yeah, yeah that guy yeah. yeah but i mean i guess He's not people who would show up for like uh, I Adam don't know. Sandler rom com yeah like a, yeah. yeah like that rom com that I keep seeing ads for with George Clooney and uh, fucking what's her name Julie Roberts on the airplane they're like oh god you like, be talking about any movie <laughs> right but there's a new one I think coming out with those okay. two and they like have a, a sordid history or whatever like everyone in the country would be like oh yeah I know who Julia yeah. Roberts and George Clooney yeah, are Billy, I would yeah. watch people that would be like, but if you told those people you want to go see the Billy Eichner rom-com they'd be like who? <laughs> no Parks and Rec name a woman <laughs> no, I don't know um, that, was the guy that was, was very good was, was my favorite one though is he's like hi are you gay? Yes. Do you care about Joan Oliver? No. All right, thank is. you. <laughs> no, that means he's like, <laughs> if you're talking about the one where the person's on the phone, is like, what about Wendy Williams? It's like, oh yeah, I love her. <laughs> it's like, thank you very much. <laughs> um, was the was the was the jock guy somebody famous? Um, I looked him up. I don't know he's who in the a hell. lot of Lifetime Rob Call. Oh, uh, that's, which that's is very funny. <laughs> which is very funny because like the whole cast was like queer. So, I don't know. That was just very funny where, like, uh, a, a gay man has been in all these, like, straight <laughs> lifetime rock shows, apparently. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, sorry, Billy. I, be- I believe he's writing another movie for, for Universal, according to something I read. I'm sure like, he's a writer, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, you know, he might have to stick with the supporting role, unfortunately. But he's, he's great, and I think this will probably get more of a Streaming yeah. or something. At least I hope. Yeah. It's very good. I nice movie. It is very nice. It's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> if you would have told me last year that I'd be misty eyed at a gay rom com <laughs> starring Billy Eichner, I'd be like, what? <laughs> About time. Finally. <laughs> and also, this movie had like two jokes that like hit me and Carrie. Um, like, like in the uh, in the I'm gonna laugh hysterically. Yes, now. like this is, this is so specifically something <laughs> I would laugh at that I'm gonna lose it. Good uh, stuff. Well, that's brilliant. I need a poster of that Sarah Paulson thing. <laughs> that was that destroyed me. For yeah, years. I was out of commission for like three minutes. <laughs> uh, Hocus Pocus two. Hey. They made another one. Who saw this? I watched it. Carrie. <laughs> well, what did you think of what? Are, what are your thoughts on the original Hocus Pocus? One of my favorite. Movies. Okay, <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was a child. Yeah. Uh, and what's wrong with this one? I mean, it's not horrible. Some people might say it's horrible, and I wouldn't call those people wrong. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like, "Hey, stop that." I'd be like, "No, that makes sense." But uh, I think that the only thing keeping the movie afloat is obviously the performances of the three Sanderson sisters, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy, because their chemistry is insane, and they're fully bringing it, and it's great. But unfortunately, the movie that's happening around them, story-wise, is just stupid, Mm. and all of the new characters... 
they're not necessarily bad, but it's just like we have this established trio that is so perfect. And then you try and bring in new people and be like, aren't they just as charming? And it's like, no, not, no. So, yeah. So it kind of sounds like exactly what I would have expected to go wrong. It sounds like a Disney Plus, like we are using this new IP we just got. This is just the first one that I was invested in. Well, they've always had that, actually. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Because the the story basically is there's a girl and her friends and it's the girl's 16th birthday and she has like, she's like a baby witch and she does like, they do witchy practices and everything. And there's a magic shop now where the Sanderson sisters house was. And this guy who works there uh, sells them. He sells like replicas of all of the merch and all of the items and everything. And he gives them a black flame candle and be like, use this for your witch ritual out in the forest. But he actually gives them the real black flame candle and they resummon the witches and the witches wreak havoc. And there's also a beginning sequence of the witches as children, which was very odd, but also very funny. But yeah, I found myself enjoying a lot of it, but it's, solely based on nostalgia and me enjoying seeing these characters back together in new sequences and new scenarios. So, so if it you're seems not like... a Hocus Pocus fan, I don't think there's anything in this movie for you. And even if you are a Hocus Pocus there fan, might not you be. might just get pissed off by this movie. So it seems exactly what it... it... it exactly what you would expect from okay. a Hocus Pocus sequel 20 in years the, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. It's fun. Enjoy it. Kinda. Thank you for your Disney Plus sub. <laughs> Um, it's not mine. It's friends. It's true. Well, I'm glad you're able to finally use it. Yes. <laughs> now I will never use Disney Plus again. <laughs> All right. Last movie on this list, folks. Boy, howdy. That was sure was a lot of movies we talked about. Um, Smile. 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 I haven't seen it. Um, it's uh, two varying opinions on Smile um, in this in this room. Uh, so, not shocking at all. So from yes. from what I understand, actually I haven't seen the movie. So someone else, Carrie, explain what this movie is about. Uh, this our main character is a therapist, but she works in like crisis crisis therapy. Yeah. So it's like an ER therapy situation, and so all of her clients are on the extreme end of needing her help. And uh, she gets this one client who she diagnoses as having some sort of stress-induced hallucinations. And the girl is like, you're not listening to me. I see this thing. It smiles at me. And that girl winds up. Dying. She kills herself in front of our main character. And so then the rest of the movie is her dealing with that and thinking that she's having stress-induced hallucinations and skipping of time from this trauma that she's experienced of watching this person die. But we find out that it might be a more malicious force that is actively haunting her. Okay. And it is wild. Yep. It sucks. Specifically, (laughs) specifically the thing is smiling. Yes. Yes. It, It presents itself as, she describes it, the girl... As it sounds like a very it follows type thing. Yeah, it could look like about. anyone. It could look like anyone. Wait, did she describe it as an it follows? No, 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 no. But like when she's describing what it can do, it's like, oh, it's like an it follows thing. Yeah. It can show up as anyone, alive or dead. Yeah, she's it's like, just, it looks like my grandpa. Right. Um, but it's all 
Was she like, it's always smiling? Because that's not true. <laughs> that's not, that's really not true about the demon. Yeah. Or whatever it is. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, my main issue with this movie is it is the loudest movie <laughs> it's I've very, ever seen. I'll concede you on that. Like, I thought it was very funny. Like, all of the crazy loud jump scare stuff and all of that. But if you don't like that kind of thing, this would be the most obnoxious, horrible movie experience. Yes, yeah, because of all time. like there's there's not a lot of horror in like the first mm-hmm. like like third of the movie. It's just she opens up a cat tuna can. And it's like <laughs> and it's like it just blasts the speakers. Yeah, it's just awful. And then also like my main thing is like it's one of those things like it follows or the rain where like it the spirit with like rules, you know. Mm-hmm. But the rules are never properly, like, explained. And even the rules that we do know about, they're very loose rules, you know? So, like, you never really understand what the this spirit or force or whatever it is is. And it just kind of, like, takes you out of it. Where it's just like, you're just gonna die. You're gonna die! You're was, gonna die! That was a very funny part. <laughs> um... Uh, that was a very funny part um, of that, I will say. But yeah, I I did not like it. It was not good. It was not fun. I mean, something towards the end was pretty fun, I will say. But for the most part, it was not fun mm. for me. And even the stuff at the end where it got fun was just like, I'm already out of it. You already done pissed me off. I'm already <laughs> like like if this was like a while ago, I would be all in for. Uh, this guy specifically. <laughs> the movie wore you down. Yeah, it wore me down with too much like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, God. really weird music in yes. this movie too, which I gen- I honestly did kind of like, but yeah, I'd rather have a weird score than a score that I ignore. Oh yeah, a score that's just forgettable. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. Um, but yeah, was it just like the, like, the silly nonsense? I don't that, know like, why I liked this movie so much. I'll be honest, because it seems like a movie that I would not like or just be like, whatever. But for some reason, the way it was executed, maybe I was just in a good mood that day. I just, I felt like smiling. The movie made me smile. <laughs> so just, I thought that it does a lot of, uh, mental trickery as you would expect from a movie like this and yeah. it's just like oh is this happening oh wait no it's actually this but it's which i like i enjoy a I, movie that tries to serve me i like that but it's also like i don't like being lied to because it's like well no it's because like no, I just, that's just funny <laughs> i love being lied to because like sometimes things will happen in the movie and like in this thing like in a lot of horror movies like in general and like that thing just doesn't happen like mm-hmm. in real life and also it just means nothing it just serves to like yeah. scare you and in, in a very cheap usually jump scary way and like i just don't like just like you can you can be scary without just having a thing that just you know if it was removed from the film nothing would change sure yeah um that's how i feel because like she would like see like whole sequences and just nothing nothing about that mattered it was just yeah. a pure like and i don't i don't like that i don't like being don't lie to me movie don't lie to me i i I like it and 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 i get that for a lot of them it's like well it's because the character's losing their mind and it's like maybe do it in a better way (laughs) i don't know i'm losing my mind now (laughs) i'm just mad well that's all the movies we got folks there's a whole bunch right there uh october the month we are currently recording this in 
But there are movies. The scariest time of year. Woo! <laughs> smile. Oh no. <laughs> um, October. Uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism. I don't know what this is. Hell yeah! This is a book, right? Yes, it's okay. a book by Grady Hendrix, and it's a very good. This is book. a movie Ooh, podcast. podcast. Scary. Have you been yeah. reading these things the whole time? <laughs> Jesus what? Christ. How many years? Oh, 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 no. <laughs> I've just been reading the scripts. I haven't watched a single movie. <laughs> no, but yes, this is a, a film based on a book. Oh, they do okay. that sometimes. I know it gets a little weird. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's it's already out. It's streaming on Amazon right now, and I have seen it. But for the purposes of this podcast, uh, it might be pretty good. <laughs> but basically the setup is these two best friends uh are one of them is about to move away and they're having like their last hurrah of their of their time together and they go to a party at their other friend's lake house and it's like five of them and they wind up in this uh I don't know what to call it it's like a weird building out in the forest and they're like the one friend ends up there and has a weird experience there and they're all freaked out by it, but they think everything's fine. But then that friend starts acting progressively weirder and weirder and they have to figure out what is going on. And then they eventually arrive at the conclusion that she might be possessed. Oh, okay. It's very fun. This has an eighth grade girl in it, right? Yes. Elsie Fisher is the one uh, in the best friend dynamic. uh, They're the one who is not possessed. Okay. okay. (laughs) So is it a funny movie then? Or a funny book? It's, it's it's a very uh, like if you I'll show you the cover of the book and that'll tell you everything you need to know. Oh, okay, <laughs> it but sounds it's like it horror is comedy. Grady Hendrix, that author, he does horror books, but they're all very humor injected, and um, mm. I think you guys would like his books. Honestly, they're all really uh, fun, quick reads, and uh, I think this one is probably my favorite of his that I've read. But well, we're excited for this cover. It's that a you, good cover. Yeah, apparently you can judge the book by. You'll, oh, you'll I love doing that. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I think I had this book on my like wish list actually Probably. at some point. So yes, I definitely like had a, this book oh, as a VHS. Yeah. Okay. Book. Okay. So it's basically like an '80s best friend movie, but uh oh, someone's possessed. Uh oh, mm-hmm. demons. It's very cute. All right. It's very fun. <laughs> But yeah, I'd recommend it. Kind of want to read the book more than watch the movie. I mean, well, the book is better than the movie, but okay. I mean. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Terrifier 2. There's a clown. Out ne- about. Neither of you have seen Terrifier. No. Nope. Right? I want to because it seems. You've seen. I think you've seen All Hollows Eve, which has that clown, right? I think I saw that on your letterbox. Oh, no. Um, maybe. Maybe I'm. <laughs> but yeah, it's the sequel to um, Terrifier, which has Art the Clown, who people love. I don't fully get it because he's just like, you know, this clown who goes on Halloween. And... Oh, you don't remember? <laughs> I rated it one and a half star, but I have no memory. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Oops. Well, um, it's this clown who goes on a Halloween and kills people in very, very gruesome ways. Huh. Um, and there's a lot of good practical effects. Um, I'm talking about the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is just, you know, a follow-up to that. Um, I believe it was made by the bloody, disgusting people. Um, and you know more more practical effects and just more fun stuff with Art the Clown 
who I really do not like. I do not like the clown. I do not get why people like the clown. It's just it's just because like he's a serial killer who like I don't understand like what he is or what his bit is. Like you know you look at Jason Voorhees and he's like oh he kills and he has a machete. Art has like just a bag of tricks. And sometimes he's a clown. And sometimes the tricks are just a gun. And that's very very <laughs> funny. Um, the only, like, good joke in the first one is, like, this lady, like, has, like, art, like, on the, on, like, she has the higher ground on him, and she's like, what are you gonna do, what are you gonna do, what are you gonna do, and he just takes out a gun and shoots her. It's very funny okay, and yeah, very weird. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that'd be a movie that you and Greg would enjoy watching Probably. together, because I think he would enjoy, uh, the gore of it, but, uh, the plot of it, and just, like, just, Tonal inconsistencies, um, I'm not a fan of. But the sequel is just all that and more. And the film has gotten like a big audience, so it's it has like a it had a really big like limited release. Where like um I've seen it, spoiler alert. But um yeah, even though it was a one time thing, like the theater was like sold out, like oh, wow. filled. Um and from what I've read, like that's been the case for a lot of these because there's a lot of like really big fans of this clown. And it's all very similar to, you know, like old school 80s slasher things, except with really good um, practical effects. And okay. Gross gore. Um, but yeah, Terrifier 2, watch it. It'll probably be on uh, Shudder or something else. Maybe here, Ryan, is exact, say the exact same thing whenever I, we record I, the I, October of the... say the exact same thing, yeah. Well, the thing, like, I was most talking about the first one, but the second one is kind of just more of the same. Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. I saw this movie on Elmo. And I was like, this isn't a real movie. It's like Paddington but with an alligator or crocodile. That, that, that is how Alamo describes it. Yeah, well, I mean, because it's another kid's book yeah. character, I think. But I've never heard of him. Sean, Sean Mendes. Mendes. Oh. So hmm. I assume there's songs no. in the movie. I don't know how I feel about I that. I don't know anything about this children's book. Yeah, I mean, well, moving on. Amsterdam, baby. Uh, Everybody's here uh, in Amsterdam. <laughs> Literally every actor every is in actor this movie. Know. This director has definitely not done anything weird to... Oh, what's what's this director? Uh, David O. Russell. What has he done? Uh, David O. Russell did some not cool things to his niece. Oh. Not great. Not good. Are my assumptions probably correct? Yeah. That is unfortunate. And he like he like revealed this himself in a way that was like apologetic and it was like so just tell Maybe it should get some I don't know. Tell about your new movie Amsterdam. Well in uh March of uh Oh no. Yeah. Um, that's that's very uh okay. Well anyways, but I'm, Amsterdam I'm glad all these actors still love to work I know, with him. Yeah, that's whatever. Anyways, Amsterdam, I thought the trailer looked fine, but it also seemed like the like oh, it's a David Russell movie. Yeah. So it's gonna be awardsy sort of dealy. It's probably gonna be fine. But I'm also I don't have the energy to I was I was like, I feel like I don't have to watch this, and so I think I'm going to forego watching it. Yeah. I, I have another I fear fear with this is it's gonna be another Oscar thing, just because yeah. it has so many It's a David Russell it. movie. Um I think Joy's the only movie from him that never got nominated for one, unless that also got nominated for something. I don't remember. Oh, maybe maybe big Jennifer Vice, Lawrence snagged the nom. Big for that. Vice energy. In well, all David, all David Russell movies have Vice energy. I think he made that energy, <laughs> and then Vice, you know, just 
stole it forever. Dick Cheney got it. Um, Damn it, Cheney. Um, Silver Lion's Playbook is still a great movie, though. Um, but I love it a lot. Uh, anyways, Amsterdam. I don't care. But uh, you probably won't hear us talk about that one next. Sorry. What is TAR? Is that an acronym? Uh, I don't think so, but it's uh, Kate Blanchett plays a music conductor. It's like a, oh. a I think a biopic of a uh, Oh, it's tar. it's the lady's last name, uh, oh. Lydia Tar, <laughs> one of the greatest living composer conductors and first ever female chief conductor of a major German orchestra, and it looks great. Okay, oh, good. Keep an eye out. No, I'll watch the trailer for it eventually. I guess looks fantastic. Okay, well that's Tar, I guess. Um, interesting. I'm trying to look if this director has done anything in it. Nothing's popping up, real quick. Next on the list is Triangle of Sadness. Dude. Is this movie finally this. coming out in October? Dude, yeah. I hope so. I think so. I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't. I'm a little tired of the trailer because it's been the same trailer. Yeah. But it does have. You know, I just want to watch it already. Just, just yeah. show it to me already. Yeah. <laughs> if, I don't know. I don't know why, but that's one of the. I get into like moods with trailers and i'll just really like them and that's one of the ones that's on the uptick for me i really like that triangle of sadness I, I, I liked it but like i i just had seen the poster just let me watch, the movie. watch the movie come on so for people who don't know this is a neon uh, released movie uh it seems to be about uh a very uh, a, a luxury cruise with a lot of people with a shit ton of money right. a lot of, a lot of scum of the earth rich people kind of and then the the ship gets a uh, I don't know how you call it. A lot of issues happen on the ship. Yeah, um, things start to fall apart, and so it seems like it's a bunch of rich people just having a bad time. And Woody Harrelson's the captain of the ship. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah! So, so it seems fun. It seems fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I just want to see it. Hopefully, it actually, it comes out in October. Yes. Here, uh, but yeah, Trying Out Sadness. Uh, also, a movie with a bunch of people invested in it, like in terms of like. Uh, like financiers, financiers, because I saw the like the little the, the big block of text that people involved was just like five billion logos. <laughs> Anyways, um, the Grim Cuddy, he's coming <laughs> to get you, baby. Uh, this is a movie that I saw a thumbnail of this forever ago, and then I got Hulu, and then I was like, oh, it's on here, and I saw the trailer with Ryan and Carrie, and it's like a Momo. <laughs> It's like an internet Momo creepypasta monster man who looks ridiculous. Imagine the face of Momo, but on the body of Gru from Despicable Me. Yeah. <laughs> Running around in the background. And looks- legally distinct Momo? It like kind of looks like Momo? It's like they wanted to make a Momo movie, but they couldn't get the rights to Momo right. or something. It's like that mask at Spirit Halloween that's called Jay the Killer. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, that's coming to Hulu. Uh, it looks... Ridiculous. Looks like something. Looks great. <laughs> uh, anyway, look, listener, please look. If you're not familiar with this movie, please look up what this creature looks like. It is a. Uh, Do yourself a favor. Look up right after you're done looking up the Naomi Watts headshot. Look up the Grim Cuddy. Yeah, it's very important that you have those two tabs up on your computer at the same time. That's not her mom. That's the Grim Cuddy. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, Halloween ends. About time. Uh, We're watching it. It's crazy how, like, you know, we we all enjoyed the first, you know, new Halloween. 
And then, well, we like, were mixed on it. I was mixed. I, I think everyone was, else liked it. I was mixed on it. I, 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 I liked it. I was like, the only one. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh, this is great, actually. I love this." But then Halloween Kills was so bad, and, really and, weirdly and, bad, and nonsensical. It's like, oh, another one of these. I saw some journalist, uh, just out in the world, who's an entertainment writer, just just put out a tweet. If you worked on the hollow on the movie Halloween Kills, please let me know. <laughs> Because it's just so confounding yeah. how the hell that movie happened after Halloween. And here we are. We're finally going to end it. Evil dies tonight, as they say. Yes. What do I expect? I hope, part of me hopes that maybe they can fix this. I don't think they will. But at the same time, I wouldn't have expected them to fuck that second one up so badly. Yeah. Maybe they come back. But I don't think so because I think they filmed these pretty much back to back. Yeah, they did. So it's like... Yeah. I'm excited for Jamie Lee Curtis to finally be able to rest and no longer have to give interviews. I'm excited for her to, like, do stuff. Yeah, also that. <laughs> so, we'll see. No expectations on this one. Don't ask me how they're going to fail an hour and a half movie. Um, maybe Jamie Lee Curtis, like we said, maybe she'll do something. I don't know. Uh, decision to leave. Very excited for this. Wait, is this October? This is October, yeah. I think, I think it's November here. It might here. just be getting like the limited release. Yeah, oh. I think it's November here in Omaha. Oh, son of a... Yeah, no. this is the movie that's from the director of Old Boy, right? Old yes. Boy and the Handmaiden. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks great. Looks awesome. It's so, not coming out next month. Yeah, here. It's just like a crime thriller, yes. is that right? Uh, from All what I get from the trailer, uh, Husband is Dead... Interrogating the wife, I was like, "No way!" The wife's like, "No, I liked him a lot. It wasn't me." And then that's all I got from the trailer. And then it's like mystery. The, the, the detective is like, "This this lady though, she seems pretty cool." Yeah, she's pretty cool. Uh, I like to interview more, maybe over dinner. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be great. Whenever it comes out. Whenever here. it comes out, uh, you can catch it on movie maybe. Movie, oh. movie baby. Um, VHS ninety nine. We're back to just making VHS movies, folks, every year. Perfect. Time. <laughs> Love it. Um, they already announced a VHS uh, 85 for next year. Hell yes. I still haven't seen 94. 94. I'll probably watch 94. it soon. I ordered the Blu-ray. Nice. Um, so yeah, from this one, I, I looked it up yesterday while we are just hanging out. Uh, but we have the director of the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, and uh, I'm trying to look this up real quick. My phone, we'll see if it does it. Uh, VHS 99, baby. Uh, okay, we got uh, Flying Lotus. I got nothing there. We got Tyler McIntyre, who did Tragedy Girls. Yes. <laughs> uh, Maggie Levin, who did My Valentine, which as I understand is one of those Into the Dark Hulu movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about. Joseph Winter, who did Deadstream, which is on. Ooh, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch uh, that, yeah. Vanessa Winter, who is, I assume, late Joseph Winter, and also worked on Deadstream. Uh-huh. So, fun, fun, fun. There you go. We'll Sign see how that stuff. goes. We'll see how that how that lands, folks. The Banshees of Inishrin. Inishrin? It's, it's an Irish word. Oh, it's going to be hard to say. Okay. I don't think I've seen this trailer. What is this? Um, this is like, um, it's a Colin Farrell movie, and it's the same director as Oh, this movie. Yeah, yeah. This is the brother who's like, I fucking hate you. Leave I'm me alone. Yeah. Talk. He was like, every time you talk to me, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers and send oh. it to you. <laughs> I just really uh, Martin McDonough, I believe, is the yeah, director. Yeah, that's his name. I really like his movies, so I am gonna show up. I'm very excited. I'm I, I'm just big Colin Farrell fan after this year. It's been like he's always been great. Like, yeah. He's always been great, but like this year, I'm just like this is this the year that awesome. I realized it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, he's had ups and downs a lot. 
Yeah, but like I don't know. He's just he's just like he's just like in his prime. And that so terrifies good. me. Um, also, when I watched this trailer, I was like, "Oh yeah, you're Irish. You yeah. are." I forgot that the guy named Colin Farrell is mega Irish. Oh, he is like the most Irish person in Hollywood, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this looks this looks fun. I'm excited for it. It'll probably also be an Oscars movie. For I hope so. Yeah, it seems like it. And then, um, oh, speaking of Oscar movies, <laughs> Black Adam. It's finally here. Uh huh. The, the movie The Rock has been working on for like 15 years. The hierarchy he's... of power is about to shift in the DC universe. Okay. Black Adam shows up, baby. All right. <laughs> you, you the hierarchy me. of power is shifting. You feel that? I'm feeling it. <laughs> the hierarchy of power is oh, shifting is in shifting? the DC universe. In the DC universe? Yes. Oh, wow. You know how stable that normally is? No. It's shaking now because of <laughs> Black crazy. Adam. That's crazy. Anyways, you know, he's yeah. like a superhero, but he's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, Black Adam's finally coming out. Do you know anything about the character of Black Adam in general, George? Like, I don't know. I've, I've heard The Rock little... try to pitch it to me a lot yeah. of times. I'm like, no. Mm. <laughs> he's sort of been, he's been this like 50 Kind of just want to pull up that Summer Game Fest fucking cameo. Did you see this? Where no. he was in his gym and he simultaneously promoted <laughs> Zoa, his energy drink. The fact that he is in Fortnite, the fact that he is in Fast and Furious, and Black Adam. And it was the most impressive thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> the Rock, a professional. We all know his Xbox performance. Like, you know, like The Rock, I, the Rock uh, uh, relates a lot to the Xbox. Like, the Xbox is really powerful. The Rock is a really powerful wrestler. And you just think, folks, watch this Summer Game Fest video of him pitching four <laughs> things. Seamlessly and going into a Black Adam trailer from his gym, uh, it's incredible. Anyways, none of us are gonna watch Black Adam, right? No, no. I, I, I don't. Want to. I might just because I had the season pass and to get it over with. I don't know, Fair. but not. I'm not thrilled about it. Pierce Brosnan, he's funny. Is he? I never seen Mamma Mia. He's very funny in Mamma Mia because yeah. they make him sing. Exactly. Like, I think him in general is just very funny. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know why, but when we thought about when I thought about Pierce Brosnan, my go-to was Remember Me. Isn't that? <laughs> from our pants, it's dead. Oh, that's a good dad for our pants and Um. Anyways, that's yeah, that's Black Adam. I'm just glad this movie to come out so uh, the rock finally stop talking about Black, Black Adam. Black Adam, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's you know he's a producer on it. Uh, that's gonna be October. Uh, we read through those list of movies. There's not a lot of spooky stuff. Oh, we forgot to write Hellraiser on there. Oh yeah. Oh, I skipped it. We, My we bad. It, yeah. I, but, well, you skipped it, and I also didn't realize. So it's really all of our faults. So Great. Think about it. We're all failures. <laughs> Anyways, Hellraiser. There's a new Hellraiser. What's the quality of it? Who knows? We'll find out in October. Uh, anyways, uh, back in the saddle. Back to talking about podcasts at a relatively um scheduled uh manner look none of us are gonna get married anytime soon <laughs> or get so, covid knock on wood knock on wood <laughs> so i think i think we're gonna be pretty good if you ask me but you know well ryan where can people find you if uh, they want to go go to letterbox.com and uh look for film piece and that is me ryan you can look at my review of uh black adam 
Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'd, I'd love to review Black Adam. <laughs> it's just a brownie face. Carrie, <laughs> 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 where can folks find your opinions about films? Find if they'd me like on Letterboxd just by searching my first name, Carrie, K-A-R-R-I-E. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter, I guess, at jcruzalvarez26 and jcruzalvarez26 on Letterboxd. I've somehow accidentally found myself watching a horror movie every day in October yeah, by accident. Yeah. I'm kind of these horror movies—they're pretty intense. There's like a lot going on. It's like really not nice movies to watch sometimes. And I'm a little it's pretty scary. Yeah, pretty upsetting. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can follow me there. Until next time, when we uh, are giving our spoiler cast for Black Adam. Uh, take care out yeah. there. Get ready for our two-hour soul <laughs> discussion on Black Adam. Uh, make sure you're sitting down while the the what the fuck was I saying? The, the rock is cooking. No, the, the fucking something about the DC whatever. The, 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 the hierarchy DC. of power. Thank you. In the DC universe. All right, bye bye. <laughs>